of season two. It looks it looks a little different around here. Oh yeah, it does. Uh, we have a we have a new name. <laughs> a I brand think. new name, yeah. A brand new name. Same same great chemistry. Yeah. Brand new name. Mm-hmm. Same great you Devin and Asia, but yeah. the name is uh, is a little different. It's not about us anymore. <laughs> not about us. It never really was about us. No, right. no, you're you're right. But we did make if it to season listening, two. We did, we did make it to season two. Made but if you listening two. haven't caught on quite yet, mm-hmm. we are no longer DNA podcast. We are on their behalf. A true crime podcast. Asia, do you want to tell us a little bit about why we made that choice? Sure. Um, well, we we kind of figured that you know our whole goal for this podcast was to um, focus on the victims and give them the voice that they no longer have the opportunity to speak, and we want to speak on their behalf and tell their story and bring attention to these underreported cases. And, uh, you know, what we just felt like we wanted our name to reflect that. So that was uh, mm-hmm. the point of, of changing and kind of refocusing it to um, on their behalf. So. Um, exactly. Yeah. And uh, thank you for sticking along with us. We're so excited yeah. for season two. So it's excited. Gonna it's going to be great. Epic. <laughs> it's going to be epic. We took it's going to be a hiatus. Yeah. And we are back and refreshed and ready mm-hmm. to go. It's going to be great. It's going to be, you know, emotional. It's going to be, mm-hmm. you know, everything that the world is right now. Um, you know, it's we took a break, but it wasn't that like crazy shit didn't happen. And, you know, we're still kind of we've recorded these episodes um, a little bit ahead of time. So. Um, if we do reference things that don't seem in date to, to when this episode is airing, that's why. Yeah, um, everything changes so fast. Everything yeah. changes so fast. And one yeah. day is so drastically different from the next. Um, and, and we're so glad. All the same. Yeah, exactly. It's all, it's still <laughs> all the same because it's still depressing regardless. But, um, um, and we're so glad that, you know, everybody is still on this ride with us and, we can't wait to uh, have you guys listen to season two. Yeah. And tell all your friends, uh, <laughs> send this to your mom, anybody that likes this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. We know it's not for everybody and that's okay. Yeah. Don't uh, send it to my mom because keep... my mom is not. She's like, <laughs> I'll. Mom either. Yeah. My mom's like, I'll download them, but I'm not listening. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fine with me. <laughs> and you know what? Download all the episodes. Because yeah. That is what counts. So obviously, if you've listened to our first season, we have always made it a point to, you know, report or, you know, um, do episodes about um, underreported cases of minorities or women. And um, as difficult as this time is, um, we feel that those difficulties of the world right now is the reason that we should keep going and we should keep bringing attention to these cases um and the you know the the best way to do that for us is to be as vulnerable and you know as you know as thorough as we can to bring justice or not justice but to actually bring light to these cases um so uh we will you know reference a lot of stuff from 
what's going on in the world right now um, and kind of implement that into our, our episodes and hopefully we can contribute to the change that is happening in the world. I don't know where the hell that came from. That was beautifully said. <laughs> it came from your heart, bitch. It did, apparently. <laughs> um, so uh, this week we are going to be telling the story together. Um, Devin and I, uh, this specific case is, you know, it, it, it hits hard. It's, it's hard to hear. It's hard to, to research. It was hard to write, but we felt that, you know, it was a story that even though it has been told before that it needed to, to be retold and, and stay in, you know, in the light of, of what's happening now. So we are telling the story on behalf of Lavina Johnson. Lavina Johnson was born July 27, 1985, to John and Linda Johnson. She was always told that she was her father's daughter. She looked like him, she acted like him, and she even joined the army like him. Lavina was on the honor roll, loved playing the violin, and wanted to be a film producer. In 2004, she graduated from Hazelwood Central High School in Florissant, Missouri. And after graduation in 2004, Lavina joined the army. John Johnson, Lavina's father, had done the same thing. He had joined right after graduating high school. He had served for three years and went to college after his discharge. And I learned discharge, like, is a neutral thing. Like, there's honorable discharge, which just means you're done with your service. And then dishonorable discharge, which means you're fired. There's a lot of, like, military terms that I didn't know before. Like, I'm I'm not well-versed in military stuff, so I'm sure I'm going to get stuff wrong. But... I will mm-hmm. share what I've learned along the way. Um, so he he was just discharged. He just like finished his tour. Because his service was done. was done. But okay. like, yeah, everything okay. was hunky-dory. Um, Lavina had mm-hmm. four siblings and was determined to pay her own way through college. And since one of like the big cells of military services that they pay for your tuition, and Lavina had grown up in a military family, it seemed like a no-brainer. And uh, mm-hmm. so in... 2004 Lavina was stationed overseas in Afghanistan so this is like right after very close to 9-11 like you know Mm -hmm. at the height of all of that um and then in the summer of 2005 a soldier came to John and Linda's door he told them that Lavina was dead from self-inflicted wounds that she had committed suicide and Linda was besides herself. John says, quote, she was up on the balcony and it was, oh God, it was horrible. I'm sitting there on the steps and I'm listening to the chaos that's in my house and I'm watching this guy and he's just standing there like he's a statue. And I can't imagine like, you've seen that scene in movies where like the soldier comes and like relays the Mm -hmm. message. First of all, how do you get to be that soldier? Like, is that a punishment? Because that is awful. 
Or oh, like, yeah. are you a, That's... it doesn't seem like they're a social worker trained or anything if they just like stand there like a statue, but God. Mm-hmm. But the news of Lavina's suicide didn't make sense. Like not only are they grappling with losing their child, mm-hmm. but the suicide part of it just didn't ring right to them. Um, only two days before they had talked to Lavina and she was excited because she was supposed to start a new job on the army base and her outfit, the 129th Corps Support Battalion, would be coming back to the States in the few months, meaning that she would be home for Christmas. So she even made them promise to not decorate the Christmas tree until she was home, because that was always mm-hmm. her favorite tradition. Um, which is not really something you say if you're planning on yeah. killing yourself. Like, you don't make plans like that. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's definitely like different ways that like suicidal people approach it yeah there's some people that are like very high distress very clear um i know a couple people that have died by suicide and i have to say i'm not surprised Mm -hmm. by any of them i'm deeply saddened and wish it wasn't the case but not surprised yeah um and 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 then there's also a way to approach it where it's like you are kind of resigned and you feel more at peace and you feel happier because you've decided already and you know the like the pain is coming to an end. Yeah. But in both of those situations you don't really make plans. Yeah. And you don't say like I'm going to be home for Christmas like especially like Christmas is so loaded and there's so many emotions yeah. and that's a big time when people with you know depression and everything it like comes up to the surface so it was just like for all those reasons they were like this doesn't Doesn't sound yeah this doesn't sound like her Mm -hmm. um so and it's just like you know the idea that you know she had not only to make plans for christmas mm -hmm. but she went to the army because she had a dream and a goal of being a film producer and didn't want to put her family through that financial struggle right so why why go through all this why go through all of that then go to afghanistan after Mm -hmm. 9-11 very shortly after 9-11 why put all of that into why, why do all of that and then to just kill yourself it just you know it just doesn't make sense even if i don't even know her and that doesn't make sense you know i mean seeing like being in combat and being stationed overseas i'm sure does things to people Mm -hmm. because when vets come back there's often a lot of mental stuff that's going on ptsd all that kind of stuff so i can see why like that would drastically change somebody yeah um however this is in July. Like, yeah. the soldier came to tell the parents, like, that Lavina killed herself in July, and she's making plans for Christmas. Yeah. So it's not like it's, like, you uh, know, yeah, like, like Christmas is trying like... to give them false hope or trying to mm-hmm. carry them over for the holidays or anything like that. That's, like, se- several months yeah. away. Yeah. And it's just That's like, like us thinking about plans for Christmas right now. Right. But it's also, like, imagine that you are at the point where you're suicidal – Thinking that far in the future mm. is such a burden because you just have to get through every next minute. Yeah. So, yeah. like, even if she was faking that, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, like, very elaborate. Yeah. Um, 
And on top of it, like what I was saying about how like seeing combat changes somebody, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. Lavina had only been deployed for eight weeks at this yeah. point. Mm -hmm. That's two months. Yeah. Like unless immediately shit hit the fan and there was some terrible stuff going on, which I'm sure there that was. Yeah, of course. But well, obviously there was. If we're mm -hmm. talking about it, but in I mean in a combat sense. Yeah. Um. It just is like. I, mm, it doesn't make like sense. Like, she, they, they went through training. They mm -hmm. went through, you know, it's not like you or I just were, like, plopped down there and was like, yeah. this is your life yeah. now. Yeah, she was prepared for it. And I yeah. think that she, from the way that her family talks about her, she was over-prepared for, for that life. And right. it's not like that wasn't something that she grew up around because her father was, was also, yes. you know, in that world. So I just, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But on July 19th, 2005, eight days before her 20th birthday, Lavina died. John, her father, says that she was looking forward to her future, looking forward to coming home, and looking forward to having another job. And that doesn't sound like somebody who could have been suicide. Like no. everything we just said. So this is where John, who he has a doctorate in psychology, so he understands mental illness, he understands the strife, he understands all of that stuff and would be able to have recognized that in his daughter. And he has inside knowledge of the military and the workings and what goes on there. He started asking questions. Uh, he says, like, when you come to me and tell me my 19-year-old daughter didn't value life, when that's all she did, she valued all life. You tell me she committed suicide, but you didn't tell me what she did, whether she jumped off a bridge. They didn't give any information. Mm -hmm. So that is a huge red flag. Because, yeah. you know, when I found out that my friend killed himself, I was like, well, actually, we were told that he overdosed and i was mm. like he doesn't make mistakes like he he's very he's one of the smartest people i know he doesn't yeah. make mistakes like that yeah like that you know whatever this, that's a different story yeah um but it is like the first when you find out somebody died you're like oh my god how yeah like what what happened because mm -hmm. you're trying to process that big news mm -hmm. and they wouldn't say it yeah which is so fishy and mm -hmm. is like and didn't like the, the officer that told do. them about it didn't he like he didn't even come out right away and say oh she died by suicide he like alluded to the fact that she committed suicide it, like well but he it wasn't was like she it. died by self-inflicted wounds yeah like that wasn't what he actually said, which is like what like yeah uh how yeah like it's yeah. just there's so many like questions that even within the shock of it you're going to yeah. ask and for them and to not have answers poking holes mm -hmm. very yeah. quickly. Yeah. Um, so it was this lack of information. Uh, and despite the fact, or maybe because of the fact that she was buried with military honors and promoted posthumously to private first class and awarded good conduct and commendation medals that John smelled something fishy. So that means like after she died, she was buried and like given all of these awards, all mm -hmm. of these, these uh, accolades and everything. She had been deployed for eight weeks. Yeah. Like that's a, not enough time to like to, to prove yeah. you're the mm -hmm. second coming of Christ mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's like they're almost throwing those medals at, at this situation as like, you know, 
as like shut up yeah like oh yeah. because that makes it better that's gonna bring back my daughter by you guys just giving her a bunch well of i awards. think it's it's not trying to like bring back the daughter i just think they're trying to like cushion the blow cushion the blow but also like let, we're gonna give you all this stuff and just like don't ask any questions about it and like Ugh. we're gonna make it the best we can just yeah. don't stop worrying it because there were other cases of like legitimate suicide Mm-hmm. in the military which is like a more conservative place for sure yeah. where but like the, it seems like they're rewarding mm-hmm. suicide in this particular case when in other cases they hadn't done that and they'd condemned it mm-hmm. so it was like why does lavina's quote-unquote suicide get her all of these all awards of these things yeah when other people are wow i didn't know that condemned about it you know yeah. like like it's considered us, this, like the, it's a big, sin. It's you a go sin to hell to do, if you commit suicide yeah. in Christianity. So so what? Why is why is she very, being? Yeah. Why is she being rewarded for it when other people are being right? You know. Wow, and it's like that, that in itself. The fact that there's like enough suicides to mm-hmm. track that is a whole another thing. Wow. Um, but the Department of Defense ruled Avina's death as suicide, and that was that. They're like, done. Um, so the timeline, eventually the army came out with, like, their version of what happened. So they're saying on July 19th, Lavina got off work between 4 and 5 p.m., but never showed up to a training appointment that she had. Um the army said that Lavina met up with an unnamed male officer, which I will say it has been very difficult for me to find any named male yeah. officers in this story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, that's telling. Yep. Um, so she met up with this unnamed soldier. They hung out in his room for four hours. And after that, they both went to the shopping area before splitting up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so if they hung out in his room for four hours, like, People know who this person is. Yeah. But we can't know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's uh, obviously, like, nobody else was there. There's not security cameras. So he, mm-hmm. they had to have interviewed him and yeah. said, hey, do you know, you know, like somebody, he would have been on a witness list in a sense. Yes. And there's no record of who this guy is. That's nope. crazy. At 1.20 a.m., her body was found in a contractor's tent in a pool of blood with her hand covering her face. Next to her body was an M16 rifle and scattered papers. After an autopsy, the official ruling came out that her death was a suicide. The army claims that she was upset that her boyfriend had broken up with her. So, like, boyfriend? Is that the guy in the tent? Yeah. Or the, is that the unnamed soldier? Is that a different guy? Who, mm-hmm. like, who are all these people? Yeah. Um, and you know what? I have, I have a very big issue with that. That the reason that she committed suicide was because she was, like, broken up with a boyfriend. It's just... It bothers me. It bothers me that, like, they're... That, that, they feel like that's a valid... A valid thing for a woman. Yes. Because yes. she couldn't... She can she can go through, tr- like, training to, to be in the army. She can do exact... And they actually put women through more 
than yeah. they do the men. So she she can she can do that, but then a boyfriend breaks up with her and now all of a sudden she she can't she can't handle that. Yeah. So she it's just it's so sexist and also because it's, it's like, like okay. So women are the only ones that her. can be upset about a relationship? Yeah. Like it's bullshit. And he's going to break up with her and they're stationed in Afghanistan and they're going to see each other all the fucking time? Like, yeah. No. Please. Yeah. Like no. so they said that that's why she was upset and that she burned letters from him, which, like, maybe she would burn letters from him. Yeah. But and but then after that, she committed suicide by firing an M16 into her mouth. So I'm like, OK, if you're burning letters from him, you will like the reason that somebody destroys evidence of a past relationship is like, A, it's an extension of. If we're going with this story, which I yeah, think this, if story this theory is bullshit, was, but yeah, let's. But there's holes in it. Talk about regardless. It. So. Um, the letters and like stuff from your previous ex is a an extension of that ex, and if you're hurting and you want to hurt like something like that back, it's representative. B, it's like cleaning your past from them, and a- yeah. you're able to let it go. But I'm like, if she's upset enough to kill herself over this ex boyfriend. Then, like, leave the letters behind and yeah, like, make sure that he, he is named and known. Yeah. Like, if that you're he gonna, knows like, that, that he's kill the reason yourself that out of revenge, happening. make yeah. sure the revenge hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this is a terrible advice. Don't ever do this. Anybody. No, don't. But it's like, <laughs> it just shows that they, it's just a very, it's stereotypical that women yes. are just so over emotional and they can't deal with their emotions and they just take over them and you know and it's just and it's also putting so much power that men already have because it's like well she you know men are 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 women need men so badly that when they don't have those relationships anymore or they're not in that relationship anymore that they just want to end everything they just want to end their lives and that Mm -hmm to me is so problematic to, to, to put that or assign that narrative to this young woman when, I mean, obviously we get more into it, but like that to assign that narrative to her because she's a woman is so infuriating. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, like, first of all, from like, as writers, we understand that that story has so many holes in it and it's mm-hmm. stupid and it's, sh- and it's cliche and it's yeah. fucked up and wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's also the fact that like, they said it yeah. and they thought that they could get away with that. Exactly. That is like, okay, that is so indicative of such a huge mm-hmm. problem. A bigger problem. Yeah. Yeah. Which we'll get yeah. into that bigger problem. Oh, yeah. Um. So the other thing, so they said that she killed herself by firing an M16 rifle into her mouth, which like, logistically, yeah. how do you do that? But whatever. Yeah. Like a rifle. Okay. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I get um, into that too. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, and then they interviewed a bunch of her colleagues. So mm-hmm. again, all these interviews from all these unnamed people. Yeah. Um, who all said that she was dispre- depressed and often spoke of killing herself. And it's like, like I have experience with depression, mm-hmm. and I can front in front of other people. When I am talking to my family, I cannot. Mm-hmm. Like it is a different thing. It is 
so much harder like even just talking to somebody like that you just like your walls are so much further down so it's like you're saying that she's more vulnerable in front of the boys club of the military than she is when talking to her parents no no i don't buy that for a fucking second no so and if anything that is the reason and i feel like women who are in the military who do serve this country feel that they have they have to keep those things in check Mm-hmm. because they can't be compared to men as being the more emotional one or the one that can't handle it. So Absolutely. I think of anything, if anything, she was keeping that to herself and not not sharing that with the boys club. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... <sighs> yeah. It's just, like, just all excuses. It's just ex- throwing excuses out, and that's exactly what they're doing. So Yes. So, because they're they're saying because Lavina fired the rifle into her mouth, they strongly recommended that the Johnsons have a closed casket funeral. Which, <laughs> again, yeah, I don't know. I I am very lucky that I don't have experience burying mm-hmm. people I love. But if someone is telling me and is like we're gonna send the body back to you but you you might want to do this you might not want to like yeah i would be like um why is that your place yeah why do you think you can say that Mm -hmm. what are you hiding yeah because i get i get the absolute trauma of seeing someone you love Mm -hmm. like that yeah but also like, people have to do it when they identify bodies. People mm-hmm. have to do that. But it's also a huge form of closure yeah. for people. And it shouldn't be the military's choice. And yeah. I mean, like, and it for just them felt to. so fucking fishy. Yeah. It was calculated. They were trying Absolutely. to. Absolutely. And they, they just didn't know who they were messing with, to be no. honest. No. So they recommend the closed casket funeral. Mm-hmm. John Johnson, being smart, yeah, decided otherwise, and that is where all the cracks in their story started coming to light. Yeah, it did, <laughs> and they didn't really do a good job as to trying to to cover. No, that it up. was like the weakest, barest minimum. Yeah, fucking yeah. cover up. Oh my god. Um, so at the funeral. When, because they decided to do the, you know, the open casket. So they arrive at the funeral. Obviously, everybody is just distraught already. Like, this is a hard thing to do to bury your sibling or your daughter. It, it's not easy. And their oldest daughter, Lakeisha, is walking with her family. She goes up to the casket before them to you know pay her respects and and say goodbye to her sister and she comes up on the casket and starts screaming (gasps) and yelling they murdered my sister they (gasps) murdered my sister her face is all beat up look at her face her nose is all broken (gasps) so she's the first one of the family to see Lavina's body and just freaks out because her think about it she's 
expecting to, yeah, not see her sister in the way that she, she remembers her because everybody, like you know, yeah. but to walk up onto a cast to your, your sister's casket and see her face pretty much it's just it's almost unrecognizable oh like my that's God. how I didn't know it went down like that horrible oh my yeah God. so i watched oh. a i watched a video of the uh john johnson gave, gave an interview and in that video is where he he describes this so now they're all mm. going up to the casket and they're like this is this is not okay like this I is not what we expected that. it's crazy so oh my god and I've, honestly if you've if you have heard the story before and which you probably have, cause it's been done, it's been, you know, retold on, you know, uh, other podcasts and it's been, was all over the news and still kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, but the army lied a lot <laughs> on this case, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure it's common on other cases, but this one just seems so fucking blatant. Like it just like, they didn't mm-hmm. even care if they were going to get caught in these lies. Like they just, Oh, well, we'll Mm -hmm. just we'll just say this and and nobody will know. Um, And I've heard this case a few years ago on another podcast. I can't remember which one. I'm sorry. Um, But, you know, my first reaction and Devin knows this, my first reaction when we think about cases that we're going to cover, I always want to not cover cases that have already been done. Mm -hmm. But the more I read over this case and actually, you know, remembering hearing it before, I was like, no, I want to do this because the more we talk about it and the more we keep it, keep that conversation going, the, the, the more power we give the family and the more power we give to Lavina to finally, you know, get justice. And mm-hmm. the more power we take away from the people who think that they can just sweep this under the rug. And I don't want to give them that window anymore. So we're going to talk about this until we are fucking blue in the face. Mm-hmm. These human beings deserve justice. And the army has never, has never, ever, ever done justice for these people. They mm-hmm. take it and they, it's always to protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they seem not to care in this case at all because they just pull excuses out of their asses. And, you know, Lavina's father had to go through so much just to even learn about what his daughter went through those last couple of hours of her life. And which, you know, I, I understand not giving files or crime scene photos and stuff like that to family Mm -hmm. members, especially when the investigation is ongoing and they're still investigating it. But I'm sorry, they closed this case very early on and I don't mean to seem distasteful, but they closed this case even before her body was cold. They Mm. decided right away that they were going to call this a suicide without even really going through much of an investigation. Um, so, and they're still very confident in their findings. And so it's just like, if you're so confident and you knew right away that this was a suicide, then why not release the files? Why not say? I understand not releasing files if someone is killed because 
usually if people are murdered, it's by someone that they know. Yeah. So I understand not giving details into an active investigation to the family because who knows Mm -hmm. of the family is involved. She was in Afghanistan. Yeah. They, that family had a right to know Mm -hmm. about the investigation. Yeah. And it seems like the, the standard is like suicide until proven murder. Yeah. Not like maybe there's something wrong here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like easier to just be like suicide yeah. next, suicide next, than like yeah. dealing with the actual problem. Yeah, it's not. And I know like their idea of like, oh, well, we need to keep this under wraps because of whatever reason. But it, the, the thing that pisses me off is that they, they closed the case and they, they, they gave a conclusion mm-hmm. to what happened to her, but then they were so shady about how they got to that conclusion. And the reason is, is because they're all fucking lying sacks of shit. And they thought that because she was a black young female, they could sweep it under the huge rug of injustice that our country provides for people of power. And mm-hmm. it's bullshit. And they didn't know who they were messing with because even though the family went through a lot of struggles to get there, they eventually found their answers. Um, So John Johnson, he said that when they buried her, obviously he, he saw her body and was like, that's her body tells a completely different story than what the army is saying. He just had a weird suspicion that whatever her, the army was saying they're, like even how they got to that conclusion was just fishy. It was just very. It didn't sit mm-hmm. well with him, and he knew, he knew when he buried her that something was not right. Mm-hmm. Um, so John Johnson, after you know learning or like after burying his daughter, and just that like nasty feeling he had about what the army was telling him and what he saw before they he buried they buried her, that he was not having. Like he was not having none of it. He was like, I need to know what happened to my daughter and I need that information. And they obviously were, were trying to keep things from him. He had to, uh, he filed a freedom of information request. Um, and he also had to get like assistance from local legislators just to get like oh God. a simple explanation of what the investigators found out. He had to get a congressional act just to get the details of the investigation that they had already closed. Like they already closed this case. It, so it, there was like no, oh my God, it's so, it's, it's so blatant. Yeah. Like it's so crazy that they think like, because in, in, and in, in, I'm, I'm not an investigator. I'm not like, I don't, I'm not well versed in what the military does or what their protocols are. Mm-hmm. But normally after a case is closed, I we can go on and pay f- to get court documents. We can go mm-hmm. on and pay and, and find, you know, crime scene photos. And we can find those things. I mean, you have to pay for them. But you, we can, mm-hmm. as civilians, we can do that. So but that's the thing. These people aren't civilians. And you're, when you're in the military, you're sure. not civilian. Yeah, you're property in a sense. That's why. So it's like, yeah, they're treating it like property. And they're treating mm-hmm. it like someone can get sued the property owner can get sued. Yeah. Which is the whole government. <sighs> but they should be. <laughs> they I mean, should be sued from, from all of this. Like, yeah. Oh, God. So, 
Um, William Lacey Clay said that his staff, he's a U.S. Uh, representative, he did a statement to the St. Louis uh, Public Radio, and he said that his staff devoted hundreds of hours to helping the Johnson family discover the truth about the case, um, including helping them obtain the original uh, autopsy report and photos. He said, uh, quote, P- PFC Johnson gave her life for her country and her country has an obligation to tell her family the whole truth about her death. Which, yeah, I get it. Yeah. But you're also, you know, I- I'll get back to you, Clay, because I've got some problems with you. <laughs> so, um, so I just want to, like, talk a little bit about, like, what their so-called investigation was. So they said that they did over 10 months of investigating this case, but they really didn't. So Lavina's dad uh, did a recorded interview um, and he said that he had to pressure them months for the reports, the criminal for like the criminal investigation report and what the autopsy report showed. So whoever Mm -hmm. the doctor was that did her autopsy and what the criminal investigators did. Um, So, and what he found out was that the what the army was saying and what the doctors were saying didn't match. Hmm. So, um, and one of the big things is that they their first thing that they said was that they found her in the barracks. But hmm. it then eventually came out that they actually found her in the contractor's tent. He had his huh. brother, who was a uh, criminal scientist, he had him look at, you know, basically all the reports that he was able to get. And he said his brother said um, that what he's looking at is that she had a dislocated shoulder and a broken neck. And that oh, no. there was evidence. And if you're a little um, sensitive, this might not be the best part to listen to. But um, she there was also evidence that she was raped with an object. And that part of her vaginal area was surgically removed to cover up the rape. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So the paperwork was designed to make it look like a suicide. So the medical examiner ruled it a suicide because of the information that he says that he got from the criminal investigator. And then the criminal investigator said that he ruled it a suicide because of the medical examiner Mm -hmm. said it was a suicide. So basically both these fucking idiots are just blaming each other. Mm -hmm. And that's how they're getting around with like, well, the reason we said this was because of them. And the reason that I'm saying this is because of those people. So they're just blaming each other so that they don't have to mm-hmm. take responsibility for why they came to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another thing where I think that they just didn't care if they got caught in these lies. Like, they're not even doing a good job. Like, I'm surprised they even did an autopsy or, like, anything. Yeah. It's like, like, you might as if, well not. If yeah, if you were going to blame say. the other person, then yeah. why did you even do an autopsy? But I'm, I'm convinced that he barely looked at her body it was like she came in a body bag and they never opened it is literally what how i feel because if they're gonna blame each other they need to they need to make sure that they have no you know like yeah, they plausible they, deniability plausible but then deni- who that's what removed i was thinking about her body parts whoever was with her in the tent that t- at the time oh 
I'm oh, thinking when you that said she was surgically raped. removed. I thought you meant like no post. Like, like I think that whoever surgically maybe they use the word surgically. I'm gonna assume that it wasn't the medical examiner, but it could be. Oh, it could be. But I my oh, first thought was that God. whoever did this to her did it because they knew that however they were so they, they were going to get caught basically that they were going to get caught if her body was actually examined and they would have been able to actual take actual evidence but if they remove the evidence then they yeah, get away with it they get away with oh it oh my god yeah so i don't um, know what's worse what i thought or what really happened you know i think they're both just yeah. terrible they're both, um, they're both, like, symptoms of the same disease. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And they did this just to cover up, you know, they, they covered up the whole thing and everything that happened. They just covered mm-hmm. it up. And it, it to me, it's like they either think that we, the people, and the family are so dumb that we wouldn't be able to figure this out on our own. So it was just like... Why are they just more powerful and they don't care? Yeah, they don't care because they get away with it a yeah. lot. They all they yeah. get away with this all the time. Yeah. Um, John Johnson said, quote, my daughter was raped, beaten, murdered and set on fire. Oh. They then tried to burn the tent down with her body in it. End quote. Oh, my God. He said oh that um he saying this he was like i shouldn't as a father as a human i should never have to say these words my daughter suffered greatly before dying Mm. um and according to salem news they said quote the hired hands got away with murder in iraq simply stating civilians were not held to the standard of the military even though they were authorized to use force against the iraqi people not only have the contractors evaded justice for from years of murdering iraqi citizens they are, their shield allowed them to rape and abuse and murder this young woman whose life was all ahead of her it does not take a rocket scientist to know that the pfc johnson was murdered mm. um yeah so <laughs> So the army. See, I'm starting to get angry. Yeah. See, every every time we get do an angry, episode, girl. I start to get angry, and my hands start sweating. I'm sweating. I know. Okay, so the army called her death a suicide, um, but the op the autopsy, like I said, showed that you know, um, completely different. Obviously, she. Her vagina was surgically removed with no explanation as to why that happened because. To me, if he did do an autopsy and saw that she had all of this damage, not only to her face, a broken neck, a broken shoulder, sorry to say it again, but no vagina. And like, how do you come to the conclusion of suicide? Because yeah, everybody that is about to commit suicide just rips out half their vagina on the way. Or because like- that... That's what happened. Is the broken nose not enough? Like, yeah. You, like, are you going to punch yourself in the face and then dislocate your shoulder? Like, all of these things are. Yeah, like, I'm going to break not- my nose. I'm going to break my neck. I'm going to break my shoulder and I'm going to rip out my vagina. And then I'm going to kill <sighs> myself with an with an M16 rifle, which also is impossible. Yeah, I'm going to torture myself. Yeah. 
before I shoot myself. Now, do you feel like they blatantly full out just like did not do an autopsy and yeah. just like gave them a report? Or do you feel like they like knowingly saw all this and still did it? Because it's like in both cases, there is a human person responsible for this report that turned a blind eye. But it's like how much of a blind eye? I think that they, they lied just- either way. They lied either way, but I think that if I was the medical examiner and I was being told by who, whoever higher up to to just take the report of the criminal investigator and rule it whatever they said, I wouldn't look at the body mm. because then I have to then my uh, like as a as a, a medical personnel I have to then like physically lie about what I saw. But if I didn't see anything and I'm just going but based like, on him, then if you, for me is like, don't you have to look at the body? Because then if it comes out, you didn't look at the body, then you can't back up anything. So it's like, you either have to like commit to the boys club and mm-hmm. like glance at the body and then go with what the examiner said. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> you know, I, at the end of the day, this, I just, this I whole... cannot understand no, this mentality. whole investigation is laughable. It's a joke, and th- it was a cover-up from the get-go. Yeah. Um, obviously, if you haven't noticed thus far, Devin and I are real pissed. <laughs> you know, we're outraged, and it's just like... It's just... I. It's insulting. It's so insulting to my intelligence, the family's intelligence, actually the world. Like, how do you think, because you're the military, you can come up with this bullshit and expect people to believe it? And let's talk about, for just one second, about, like, supporting the troops, right? Mm -hmm. Because the military and the American military is so central to this, like, notion of Americana. Yeah. And, like the sort of like american power and our military is one of the most funded things Mm -hmm. like you know and it's an honor to be in the military and you're a patriot and if you don't support the troops you're not a patriot and it's treasonous all this all this kind of stuff and i'm like i see the value and the honor and the bravery that it takes for somebody to enlist and somebody to dedicate and put their life on the line for the country. There is value in that. Yeah. But I also think that supporting the troops means supporting Lavina. Lavina is the troops. John Johnson is the troops. The mm-hmm. people that are covering this up, they are not the troops. They yeah. are the powers that be that are trying to maintain a status quo. And they're not supporting the troops. Because also when veterans come home and we don't have we don't have any systems in place to help them or we make it difficult and like how many what percentage of the the homeless populations are veterans that are out on the streets because there's no support for them is that supporting your troops no so like yeah i'm so mad it's so so infuriating and it's just like um you know i'm just i'm tired i'm tired of the bullshit that our country puts out when (sighs) Like, I'm tired after a fucking long day at work, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and a lot of times when I've had a long day at work and I'm fucking pissed, you don't want to play with me. You don't want to get on my bad side in that moment. Mm-hmm. So when I'm tired of over 200 years of racism, injustice, and blatant stupidity upon like that is attached to our government, you mm-hmm. really don't want to fuck with me. I'm just so 
infuriating. Like it's so infuriating to read these cases over and over and over and over again. And the outcome is always the same. Mm -hmm. The big man gets, gets his way all the time. I'm tired of it. Mm -hmm. And Lavina Johnson died in like the definition of that is her, is her and her family and the pain that they went through. Not only the pain that she went through, imagine, Mm -hmm. imagine going to serve your country and then being treated this way. Yeah. It's insane. It's literally, she did every single thing right. Mm -hmm. Like above and beyond. She was committed. She was the ideal American. And still. Yeah. America is saying your life is not as valuable as whoever mm-hmm. they're protecting. Yep. And that's exactly, you know, I I do want to put out um, that, like Devin said, we are recording this a little uh, bit before. So this gave me the chills when I figured it out. So we are actually recording this the day before the 15th anniversary of Lavina Johnson's death. Oh. Um. So the quote I'm about to say is actually 10 years old. So it came out five years after because this was still ongoing at the time. The family Mm -hmm. was still going through this. Um, But according to STL Public Radio, quote, it has been six years since the controversial death of 19-year-old private first class Lavina Johnson and the mystery of her death still goes unsolved. In the pursuit of liberty, we often find ourselves fixated on the broad issues such as monetary policy, foreign policy, etc. It is important not to lose sight of the individuals who suffer as a result of a government's injustice. Mm-hmm. They also go on to say, quote, I can only speculate as to what a- actual circumstances were surrounding the tragic death of this young lady. If her death was in fact a suicide, then I am saddened that her family and friends were forced to lose her prematurely. If her death was a result of foul play, then it is shameful and criminal for the Department of Defense to rule her murder a suicide. Unfortunately, if this is found to be true, it will become just one more piece of evidence suggesting that the state will sacrifice life, truth, and justice in order to maintain its legitimacy, end quote. Which that, I mean, they said it way better than us (laughs) and less curse words, but who cares? (laughs) It's exactly what it is. Our government is is willing to sacrifice innocent people's lives for, to maintain their idea of what the world should look like. Yeah. And it's sad. And it's even more sad that the Johnson family was getting no support and they had to do their own private investigation. Um, so they did um, have to, after six years of going through this nonsense, they um, inf- they formed an investigation uh, investigative team. Um, and that also included some family members who had studied criminal science like his brother. Mm-hmm. So for eight years, they just were reeling over all of these documents that they were able to find horrifying photos of their, you know, their loved one's body. They uh, analyzed all the witness statements. I'm assuming that these the, in the witness statements, they had to say who these people were, but I'm sure. Not necessarily. 
Yeah, I guess so. They could have just said they, private. If they blah, send blah, blah. like, oh, here's all the files with everything redacted. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but as they were learning more about what happened to Lavina, um, like you said, they they got like a clearer picture of what she actually did, and and they said, like you said, that she you know between four and five she she got off of work, then went with the you know the guy friend for mm-hmm. four hours. And then between that four hour time, her body. So if you think about it, so she got off at five and went four hours, that's 9 p.m. So mm-hmm. nine from between 9 p.m. and 1.20 a.m. is where all that went down. So and the the <sighs> fact that her body was found with, you know, uh, in a pool of blood, uh, hands covering her face the m16 rifle um they said at first that it was next to her body but it wasn't the um in the crime scene photos the um m16 rifle was actually on the other side of the of the cot so it was her body, the cot, and then the M16 rifle was on the other side. And so then if she you shoot had, yourself, how does it get over there? Yeah, if you shoot yourself and then you get to throw throw the gun across the room, <laughs> that's usually what happens. You didn't know that? So after they did um, the autopsy, or I, I don't know, <laughs> I'm still on this thing that they yeah. didn't actually do one. But hey, you know, I could be wrong. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Um, It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. So John Johnson had to force himself to look at all of these autopsy photos or the photos of the crime scene and look at his his daughter. Well, I guess here he's saying he looked at autopsy photos. So maybe they did. They did one and they took pictures. But that makes it even worse. Yeah. Then there's literal evidence against what you're saying. But you know what? Like other cases... Like uh, Ahmaud Aubrey's autopsy, mm-hmm. they just were like totally lied about it. Yeah. So. So it, it's just a it's theme, a thing. I guess. Yeah. Autopsies can be bought. I'll do yeah. an autopsy. I'll yeah. say whatever you want. <laughs> That's so. God. Oh God. So he had to struggle, obviously, through um, looking at that and examining her body, or the pictures. Um, and in 2007, because of this, he um, had to make that really difficult decision of having her body exhumed so that they can do an independent autopsy. Um, and Ugh. the results were um, inconclusive, which I don't. Well, I feel like at that, at that point, point like, yeah, it's been. Yeah, I get I get why. There's, unless there's like skull fractures yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. So other things that like pointed out to John Johnson that weren't right was, you know, he just didn't think that, you know, his daughter who he like he knew her well. You said that she, you know, she looked like him. She acted like him. They were very close. They spoke, you know, all the time that he was just like the after they did their own kind of interviews and they were they were talking to you know the people that knew her well um including her commanding officer he said that he described her as a happy healthy young woman and he was like that sounds like my daughter what the the army is saying is not does not sound like my daughter at all um he also found that like 
her arms would have been too short to, because this is what the, the army is saying, that she straddled the rifle. An M16 rifle is 39 inches long. Mm. I, I measured it. I actually did like, um, I, I, I have like a tape measure. It's actually to like measure your body, but I measured it at 39 inches long is, is pretty long. So what they're saying is that she, in order to get the, um, the rifle in her mouth, Mm-hmm. She had to basically sit on the floor, straddle it, and put her the gun in her mouth, and then pull the trigger. Lavina's dad is saying she was she was five five one. She was very short. So, and if you if you, it's not specific for everybody, but the the span of your arms, if you uh, pull, hold your arms out all the way, mm-hmm. from fingertip to fingertip is fairly close to your height. Oh. So the measurement from your um, your shoulder to your fingertip should be half your height. So he's saying that because she was 5'1", there was no way that her arms were long enough to straddle, for her to straddle it and pull the trigger mm-hmm. because her arms would have been too short. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, like I said, I don't remember what podcast it was that I heard this story. Um, multiple podcasts have done it and I've listened to every podcast there ever was. Um, so I don't remember which one, but I do remember that they did. Um, I don't, I don't think that they, um, like recreated it, but they Mm -hmm. said that based on her arm length that she wouldn't have been able to to hit the trigger and i can't remember if they said that the army said this or if it was maybe just a theory that they had to kind of support what the army was saying or give them some like the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. was that she could have used her toe well i was gonna say because my great uncle killed himself in the chicken coop oh wow with uh but it was a shotgun Uh uh-huh so and that's a longer gun. That's mm-hmm. longer than 39 inches. But So he put it in his mouth. Yeah. And then towed the trigger. Yeah. But with a 39 rifle, like, to get her foot up to the yeah. trigger. Would have been hard. You need to be a contortionist. Yeah. Like, it's almost impossible. Yeah. So Lavinia, Lavina's dad was like, Were there's no way. Were her shoes on in the photo? Yeah. She had boots on. Nope. Can't do it. Yeah. So she said, or he said that the pictures tell him that she was obviously beaten. There was no suicide note, which, I mean, like you said, if you were trying to blame Mm -hmm. somebody for this, you would leave evidence of who forced you to this point. Like, that's just, and I'm not saying that everybody who does die of suicide does that, but it's kind of common that you would leave some sort of Mm -hmm. message. And there was no suicide note. The bullet that killed her was also never found. She was fully clothed. And um, she she was fully clothed and on her back in this crime scene. But she had, they had, um, obviously the, the autopsy showed that she had lividity on her left side. Which means that then she, 
if that was the case, she would have been on her left side for a certain amount of time. So I'm sorry. I don't know if if the, these people have yeah. some some other way of, of of like science, but I'm pretty sure after you're you shoot yourself in the mouth, you're not moving after that no. happens. What the so fuck? you don't lay on your side for a little bit and say, "Oh shit, I'm uncomfortable. I'm gonna move on this my is back." That- Going back to that quote, like, if they find out it wasn't mm-hmm. a suicide, I'm like, what more do you need yeah. than, like, her body? Exactly. Like, Because her... everything we find out after yeah. is like, nope. No. It just, it completely refutes <sighs> what they're saying. So, um, also the gunshot wound, um, entry wound, because they couldn't find, they didn't have the bullet. So mm-hmm. the entry wound was um, consistent with an um, nine uh, millimeter. I think that's how you say it. And I, well, this says nine mm. That means nine millimeter, right? <laughs> Wait, but what, 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 what? That means it's an entirely different different gun. gun. Yeah, entirely different gun. So not an M sixteen rifle. It was an entirely different gun. Um, also, this is... <laughs> if this was a fucking regular murder case... Yeah. Yeah. Like, as shitty as the detectives and cops are, like, please. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. Also, Lavinia's go- uh, gloves, because, you know, they bury them in their uniform with the white gloves on. Oh, yes. They were glued onto her hands. <gasps> When Why? she was so, whoever prepared her body glued the gu- the gloves onto her hands, and what I think that is is she probably had defensive wounds, and DNA under her fingernails, mm-hmm. name check. So, <gasps> yep. So they glued her gu- gloves oh, on so that what? they you couldn't. Glasses are coming off. <laughs> Glasses are coming off. I didn't read any like I didn't read further than like where we said we were gonna. Oh. Yeah. So they glued her her gloves on to obviously cover this up is, more evidence. Gabriel and I were today just talking about like conspiracy theories and how it feels like now a lot of the conspiracy theories have been proven true. And so yeah. we're just living in like mm-hmm. the bizarro world or whatever. And I'm like, this happened in 2005? Yep. Like, why are we just waking up? The Matrix is real. Yeah. It's... I don't know. And there's like or we why. meaning white people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was also no rape kit done at all. So they never not. scraped under her fingernails. They did not treat this body coming in as if there was any foul play. So they didn't they didn't take that extra step to see if they could find any more evidence mm. to you of course know. not. Um, they already decided what it was. Yeah, they already decided that her her death was suicide, so they didn't yep. they didn't move for, forward with no anything need. else. Yeah, hate them. It's crazy. I um, don't even know who like they is. Though. Yeah, that's the thing is that it's like so it's so vague about and who's yeah, yeah and who's really involved and who and every there's somebody on every level, but mm-hmm. it's like every time this happens it's proof it's like i understand why people go along with it because you get yeah. murdered otherwise yeah okay so as we know her her nose was broken she had a black eye so this is what the the second autopsy is is showing it's still in, inconclusive but they don't this is the things that they had found out in the second autopsy that the uh, johnsons had done mm-hmm. so her nose was broken she had a black eye and loose teeth 
So whoever was with her beat the shit out of her mm-hmm. first. Um, she also had some type of cor- corrosive liquid that was poured onto her genitals. Oh, my God. Um, most likely, they said, to destroy any DNA evi- evidence. Mm-hmm. And the gunshot wound, like I said, was inconsistent with suicide. And this was all planned. Yeah, absolutely. And they said that they didn't do a, a rape kit because, quote, it did not look like there was an evidence of a struggle. Oh, yeah? Really? Are you... Oh, okay. Because nobody has a struggle when they have a black eye, broken teeth, a a broken, like, neck. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's so Everything. ridiculous. Everything, Everything points to a struggle. It's worse and worse and worse. And, mm-hmm. like... It really is is just like I yeah. don't I don't even like how it's like fucking what the South Korea or North Korean government says yeah or just like the sky's orange now yeah it's no, so ridiculous it's orange mm-hmm. that's the truth yeah stop looking close your eyes <sighs> um, there was also a trail of blood outside of the tent. Oh, shit. Um, which right there proves that there was somebody else in there with her. Yeah. That left. Like, you don't make blood trails after you're dead. Who are all these unnamed people? Exactly. Like, who? it's like it's like they're almost trying to make us look stupid. Like, I feel like the whole time I was researching this, my mind was just boggled because I was like, I, I found myself a lot being like, is it me? Am I just stupid yeah like, like do i just if, what not what am i missing yeah like what is it that i'm i'm seeing that they're not seeing and like the evidence points to one thing and one thing only does it not like there was blood trails outside of the tent so you saying she's a fucking zombie or some shit no this is there was somebody in there with her insane gaslighting it's so ridiculous i don't know how they haven't lost the family hasn't just like lost their mind and been like this is ridiculous and like what are their recourses you know Mm -hmm. (sighs) oh my god um lavinia johnson's dad said uh quote all of us can't be wrong about this evidence that we've compiled it's awful Mm -hmm. awful and awful um it's awfully compelling i'm sorry and he said, unfortunately, Lavinia just got lost in all of this and just got lost in everything trying to be a good American citizen. Mm. Um, he also hired the um, Institute of National Collaboration of College Students who work on sol- um solved and unsolved crimes. So in 2011, they did take on the case. Um, McCullum... Um, Oh, I didn't write down her first name. Sorry. Um, but she um, she was the head of the case as well. And she usually they they only spend like a, a year on these cases, but they spent three years on Lavinia's case. And McCollum said that even though the army. <sighs> it was poor communication in a sense, like, yes, the problem like started with the fact that they like weren't notifying the family and the lack of information given to the family. Mm -hmm. Um, But she said, quote, there was nothing about this case that we could go back to the army to say, you need to relook at it, which 
bullshit. What? But okay, yeah. Um, we didn't have anything new, she said. We didn't have anything that suggested wrongdoing. What? I wish I could call that family with something different, end quote. Does that mean bullshit. that they just, like, saw all, like, their evidence was all the the evidence that the military already had? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like they're like, oh, like, a, like, oh, you didn't actually do an autopsy. You didn't actually see yeah. the body. I think that she was but basically, like. the conclusions like, are different. Yeah. Like, I think that sh- what their goal is is to find new evidence that can bring. Oh. I, I'm assuming that. I don't know that for sure. But I'm assuming that, like, they were supposed. They're, 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 like, it's designed to find new evidence to bring to the army or bring bring up that can change the conclusion of the case and she's saying that they didn't find that oh my god so um john johnson's response to this was obviously you know disappointment that that this was another avenue he tried that didn't pan out the way he wanted to Mm -hmm. um he said quote i told my wife i could let it go but someone would get away with murder and i couldn't live with myself um so lavinia's um Lavinia's father says, and he still believes, that his daughter was assaulted, killed, and her crime scene was staged to look like a suicide to cover up for somebody on that base with a high rank or prestige. Mm. John Johnson said that he remains convinced, even, well, then it was 10 years, now it's 15 years, that his his daughter did not and would not commit suicide and that her murder was covered up. He said, quote, they plucked out um, they plucked out a part of my heart. I can't get it back, but I'm going to fight until I get justice for her. We we're just going to keep doing what we can to keep our story alive. End quote. Uh, Lavinia's mom. Um, she doesn't speak publicly about it. She rarely does interviews, but she did say at one point, quote, I am a fighter. She's a loving person. And that was my baby. End quote. So the army still stands by their findings. I don't know how, but they do. Christopher Gray, remember that asshole? Mm-hmm. Um, he's the chief public affairs for the Criminal Investigation Command, and he said in a statement about um, Lavinia Johnson's death that it was, quote, a tragic suicide, that the investigation was lengthy and thorough, and that investigators would immediately reopen the investigation should credible information surface. Huh. Yeah. Uh, quote, we express our uh, sincere condolences to the family and friends of PFC Johnson. We have uh, have and continue to take the death of PFC jo- uh, Lavinia Johnson very seriously. Our lengthy and very thorough investigation by highly trained special agents is based in <laughs> fact. <laughs> yeah. Testimonial of evidence, physical evidence, and forensic evidence. The independent autopsy autopsy findings by the armed forces medical examiner's office came to the same conclusion tragically there are many misrepresentations of the facts being circulated on the internet that are false and unsubstantiated you know what fucking christopher gray you can go fuck yourself because you have not taken this seriously and there is sufficient evidence that her death was not a suicide and it's just like it will only take you to to look at 
a good look at her body and the lies that are presented by the investigator and your medical examiner, that you will find your evidence there. And you're, you know what? You're insulting our intelligence to present all of this evidence and then say something completely different than what the evidence shows. It's blatant lack of focus and, and integrity coming from that department. They did a lazy fucking job investigating this at all, as a whole and everybody below him and above him did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And the thing that pisses me off the most is that they looked at this human being and based on her vagina and the color of her fucking skin is the only reason that they came to that, that false conclusion because they didn't think anybody would care. They didn't think that they, they get away with this so much that they can present this bullshit case and still get away with it 15 years later. And the horrible, horrible truth is that, you know, if this was his family, his child, you would definitely be singing like a different tune here. And you know what, with his whole like, Uh, my condolences for the family doesn't mean shit to us because the sad truth is that because he is white, his family is white, that this would likely never happen and he would never be in a position like this. So your condolences, you can shove them up your ass because guess what? It don't mean shit because everything that we're seeing points to one answer and one answer only is that she was murdered and everybody in that department helped cover it up. So unfortunately, the family is still fighting. Lavinia's father says that he still keeps photos um, of her in the basement because um, he can't keep them upstairs because his wife says it's just too painful to see. Mm. Um, He also still has a Father's Day card from her, which I think is super cute. Mm. So she sent him a Father's Day card before she she died, the same the couple months before she died. And he said, quote, and she talked about uh, what an honor it was for me, for her to be compared to me, something that people had done for from the moment she came on this earth. And like you said, because everybody said that she looked like mm-hmm. him and act like him, he said, "quote It was a beautiful, beautiful card." Um, Lavinia Johnson was the first female so- soldier from Missouri to die in it in Iraq. She died just. Uh, days before her 20th birthday in 2005, one year after she graduated from high school. After her funeral, the family and friends released birthday balloons at her gravesite. On July 27th, just nine days from the day that we are recording this episode, Lavinia Johnson would have been 35 years old. So I'm just going to go through sort of the bigger mm. military picture of everything. Because like we said, it's like this is mm-hmm. a systemic problem in the military. And it's not about supporting the troops or not supporting the troops. It's about mm-hmm. protecting the people that make up the troops. Um, and there's just overwhelming evidence that this is not happening. Um, so in 2005, the same year that Lavina died, the Pentagon established the Sexual Assault Prevention and Response Office in response to uh, all of these sexual assaults against female soldiers happening. So they said that cases of rape and assault and harassment go unreported because 
Female officers fear the stigma and repercussions if they report the cases. So, uh, I think we can guess mm-hmm. what that repercussion might be. Um, and to avoid, they're they're saying this like response team is saying that to avoid perpetuating the repercussions. The Pentagon doesn't share any information with law enforcement or military command. But really, Mm -hmm. that just creates, like, a void that you're screaming into. You know? Like, what do you... Yeah. Okay, and? So it's just data collection? Mm -hmm. Like, it feels, like, very performative, the way that that was set up. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the statistics, statistics and stuff that I found mm-hmm. in connection with Levine and Johnson are a little bit older. I did find some um, for today, but okay. just to bear that in mind, um, during during the Iraq and Afghanistan War, two hundred and five out of four thousand eight hundred sixty eight deaths were ruled suicides. For female soldiers, there were one hundred and fifteen total deaths. And 16 were ruled suicides. So that's like a rate, uh, percentage-wise, 4% total Mm -hmm. suicides of the whole group versus 13.9% of suicides committed by women. Mm -hmm. And those are like the official numbers. So Lavina is counted in that. So we can assume that many other of these suicides are not actually suicides um and and like the four percent total versus the disparity of four to thirteen point nine that's almost ten percent increase that's a lot um so retired army colonel Anne wright has become a champion of cases like lavina's Mm -hmm. and many others because there are so many others and she says that mil- the military withholds evidence pointing to sexual assaults and other attacks mm-hmm. on female service members, which we know that, obviously. Um, they're too quick to close cases without conducting actual homicide investigations. And then they stonewall families who question its finding. It's exactly what the Johnsons went through. She says, quote, what the military is doing is egregious. In many cases, they have the information the families want, but refuse to release it. So the families are fighting upstream. So the number of these mysterious deaths directly coincide with the increase of reports of sexual violence against women in the military. And I say reports because that seems to be what the catalyst is. The assaults that go unreported, there's not, like, the need to shut up or silence or, like, worry as much. Um, It's not gone, but, you know, it's the same as in civilian cases. Um, many of the families of women in the military who have been said that they died by suicide wonder if their daughters were actually raped Mm -hmm. and murdered and the military covered it Mm -hmm. up because as we see in Lavina's case, that seems to be the the actual case. Um, and so it's either like a bungling of the investigation, which I don't buy into, but it's a much more nefarious cover up because if they start looking at this thing, they have to look at everything. They have yeah. to look at war crimes, you know, like it's just a whole big fucking mess. Um, so since 2002, most enlisted military men that have killed themselves have done so on U.S. soil. But for women, those labels as suicide wow. are much more likely to die overseas. Mm-hmm. 
where it is much easier to not have accountability. You don't have to bring in anybody else. Everything is internal. It's much yeah. more easy to contain and cover up shit. Um, and if, all, if a lot of these mysterious deaths are committed by rapists to cover up their actions, they know that they're going to mm-hmm. get away with more rape away from yeah. American soil. Um, in 1970, women accounted for 1.4% of military personnel. Mm-hmm. Today, like 2020, that is closer to 20% of military personnel, wow. which is almost 300,000 women Jesus. that are all at risk for this. Um, in 2008, 2,900 sexual assault cases were reported, which was a 9% increase across the armed forces and a 26% increase specifically in war zones wow. only from the year prior. So in 2000, from 2007 to 2008, like across mm-hmm. the board, 9% increase. And then, like I was saying, in war zones, not on American soil, Jeez. it increased 26%. So... In 2008, it was 2,900 cases. In 2009, it was 3,230 cases. And those mm-hmm. are the cases that, the report, that were reported. And the Department of Justice, the same people that reported yeah. Lavina's death as suicide, said that they estimate that the percentage of unreported cases are between Jeez. 50 and 80% of all cases. So on the high end, the 3,020. 3,230 cases that were reported account for what? 20% of all cases. <laughs> like, yeah. My head is spinning. It's fucking spinning. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, so that was a decade ago. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, we're we're more woke. Yeah, we know more. Know. We got, we got. In 2019, because yeah. we don't have numbers yet for this year. 2019. Oh, my God. 7,825 wow. cases were reported. Yeah. And I also yeah. want to say yes. that, like, there are also male victims um, of this. But so then yeah. it's like, well, how is everybody getting away with this? How the is military. everybody like what what is this like thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like it's the boys club mentality. It's creating alliances. It's not knowing who yeah. in your platoon is going to go on to become a government official. It's being safe. Mm-hmm. It's it's the loyalty. Um, yep. And it's the history of saying that women that die like this are yeah. suicide. So there's there's nothing. There's nothing stopping mm-hmm. somebody that wants to do this from doing it. It's yeah. the same mentality as the thin blue line. It's just like we are one. We are wow. together like. Mm-hmm. It's a it's the cost of war or whatever terrible thing you want to say whatever justification the other thing that i found interesting is that this uh, this is mm-hmm. like a much bigger discussion so i'm boiling it down but like the last the last little bit of the puzzle is that mm-hmm. it's military law versus civilian law and in, according to military law commanding officers have the final decision on whether military personnel of their unit are charged with a criminal offense committed while on duty what the hell so they can just get away so they like they just decide whether or not somebody is charged and oftentimes they're like oh well well, let's deal with it internally and we'll suspend them or whatever 
but they often to often get in front of a complaint they'll use threats intimidation anything to Mm -hmm. prevent that like from getting on the record because again it's protecting the male experience and their life and their potential instead of protecting the women that they're hurting and like that Mm -hmm. i mean there's so much more that goes into that that yeah like that's a whole yeah that you could do a full podcast just on that um yeah so those Mm -hmm. numbers i was just like i was getting so overwhelmed looking at them because it's just so and it's like that's the reason that people just like there's zero like look at those numbers like what what is the likelihood that i'm gonna actually receive or someone's gonna take my claim seriously and even if they do yeah and it's safer well it seems like they do Mm -hmm. take the claim seriously because so many people end up dead and if you do speak out like it's safer to not yeah. report it because you'll survive. It's literally a life or death situation. And it seems like if you and a decision like as a woman and being yes. like okay yeah. do do I want to be the the do I want to fall on my sword here or do I just deal and bear the pain? And mm-hmm. but I think that they're also using that to their advantage of like well they 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 were dealing with so many emotional things that this is why they committed suicide. And it's like but wait, no they didn't. Mm-hmm. They they even if this what that suicide was the no. the the outcome like the truth, it's what has been done and going on within this government agency that creates such an unlivable you know environment for these right. women and men who do go through this. Yeah. It's crazy, and yeah. And the number of suicides that male and mm-hmm. female soldiers actually do to look into it is enough of a reason to yeah. look at yeah. and see what. If but they don't want like, and it's the same like the like the boys' club. Nobody wants to. Mm-hmm. It's the boys' club, and it's also the fact that like in the military, yeah. your so body then, is a commodity, and you might die anyways. Yeah. So yeah. we'll just like put the next body in there. <sighs> John Johnson, the devoted father of Lavina Johnson, was in the army for 25 years. He said, quote, I have supported troops my whole life and my daughter gets brutally raped and murdered and you treat us like dirt. This to me is a cry that many of us have. We are taught to support the troops. We're taught to support our government. We're taught to support our government leaders and we're taught to support a system that does not support us they treat us like dirt in the name of protecting and serving i support the justice system system as a whole but it's not whole it can't support the weight and the hearts of the good people of this country this system our government is very broken something this broken can't hold anything regardless of how beautiful it is Rest in love, Lavinia Johnson, Vanessa Guillen, and all the women who died in the name of Protect and Serve. The Johnson family have created a scholarship fund to honor their daughter. Donations can be made to the Lavinia L. Johnson College Scholarship Fund, P.O. Box 117, Florissant, Missouri, 63032. This week's episode was written by both me, Asia Hamilton, and Devin Balsamo-Gillis, 
and edited by Asia Hamilton, with music by Holly Amber Church and social media by Kelsey Gruenberg. For pictures and sources, please follow us on Instagram at ontheirbehalf underscore pod and on Twitter at ontheirbehalf underscore. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. On their behalf, thank you for listening.